Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halleck. And we are broadcasting to you live from the top of Burnaby Mountain on unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the Tsleil-Waututh. We are grateful to be here as settlers. And today joining us in the studio is Sarah Johnstotter. She is the founder of Revel Girl Period Proof panties and I got lost I almost missed our cue for starting because I was all lost in the website getting looking at all the delicious things that are on there Sarah thanks for joining us today thank you so much for having me today and uh, for those of you listening today you might want to go and have a look at the website (laughs) because it's a great thing to be looking at while we're talking to Sarah, because there's it, a lot of this is very visual. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, That's and true. it's so it's so cool. I was playing around um, yesterday when I was putting the social media stuff together, and I was playing with this uh, idea of what's under the undergarments, um, who's mm. under the who's undergarments, under the undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> um, because the the undergarments themselves are. Uh, period proof, and we'll talk about yeah. what that means. Mm-hmm. But but also, they're revealing without necessarily being revealing. Yes, they are. That, which is a which is a lovely juxtaposition because yeah. you get sexiness with comfort. Yes, I, that uh, is a, which is and, and I so, <laughs> so here's how I found Sarah. I was at the Make It Show, which is a big craft show um, here in Vancouver and and also in uh, Calgary and Edmonton every year. Um, and I was I was wandering around, and I always pay particular attention to who the new uh, booths are. And Sarah, you had one of the new booths this yes, year, yeah, we so I dropped by to have a look, and my eye was caught by this um, really interesting looking underwear that looks comfortable. Mm. And and I didn't know it was period proof to mm-hmm. begin with, yeah. but I thought well, it looks comfortable, but it looks like something that I'd like to have underneath my clothes <laughs> when the clothes come off. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> because they look kind of interesting. They do. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about um, first of all, welcome. It's great. I <laughs> mean, we've you, been working you. on this <laughs> since, what, beginning of December? Yeah, something like that. I'm really, really excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so tell us about what was the impetus underneath this? Because you mm-hmm. could have, I mean, coming out of fashion, mm-hmm. you could have done anything, yeah, right? totally. But this has... This has meaning for you. Yeah. So what's the underpinnings of going into undergarments? of the undergarments, um, yes. I, okay, so when I started this, I was actually still in school. And it was kind of just, it was a school project, but I just wanted to kind of give my all. And so, you know, obviously I was in school, so I had lots of time to research and do all the fun stuff of developing a brand. Um and that is when I just saw this enormous need for, I like to just say sexy period proof underwear because 
we need the protection. But as a person, like I, I knew I was going to be going into lingerie or swimwear as a designer. That, that was that was my passion. Definitely had you know I was going in that direction. And I was like, you know what? A, there's just not a lot of companies that I felt myself align with my my values because I have really, really strong morals and values. And then I was kind of like, oh, well, there's no no lingerie company that I was like, oh, this is where I want to work. And then, um, so when I started this project, I was kind of like, you know what? Let's just like kind of do this thing where I make this lingerie company that I really like you know has the morals and values that I was looking for and it was just a mock company it was just a school project um and from there I was like well if I'm really leaning on the morals the values the what am I bringing to the customer my kind of thing was like well if it's just lingerie there's nothing wrong with doing just lingerie you can have fabulous companies with that but um I was like, what more am I bringing to the table? Like, what what difference am I going to make with this company? And then I started doing research and alternative period products and alternative. I started doing alternative lingerie research, trying to figure out, you know, what what kind of markets are there. And then I and then I stumbled onto alternative period products, and I was like, whoa, this is so different. I was a a strictly tampon girl for 10 years that was all I, I didn't even think of anything else and then I started to do research and I was like whoa this is this huge market and it's semi being served there's definitely companies doing it um, but I didn't like the companies themselves are great but the styles that were being offered were not something that aligned with my personal taste and I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, I know I'm not the only fashion person out there that's looking for maybe an alternative, but also makes them feel kind of badass and sexy. And so that's really where it started was I was just like, well, okay, let's I'll put these two things together, sexy, cool, fun lingerie with protection. So that's kind of essentially where mm-hmm. it started. Awesome. And when was that? So you said when you were a student, but about mm-hmm. what, what year was that? So that was... Um, it would have been starting, it was like September 2015 that I okay. kind of started to yeah. develop it. Yeah, so it was, it's, been a, it's been a little while. I mean, I launched in 2017, though. Mm-hmm. So. And you just had your two-year anniversary. Yes, yeah. So we launched uh, January 20th of 2017. So we just had our two-year anniversary, which is incredibly surreal and very cool. But, yeah, so two years ago. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. You've been sort of yeah. breathing life into I this, know. right? <laughs> yeah. And it's so neat that it started with a, well, just let's just imagine we could start mm-hmm. a company. Yeah. And then, well, if I could start a company and I could do it exactly the way I want to do it, mm-hmm. what, what mm-hmm. would it look like? Yeah. To be able to breathe life into that yeah. is amazing. Now, you talked yeah. about morals and values. Yeah. What are the morals and values that are represented in, in I, I imagine, not just the products themselves, mm-hmm. but how you make the products yeah. and what happens to yeah. the products after mm-hmm. you've made them and, yeah. and how you're selling them. So yeah. I'll let you yeah. go into um, it. So the, I, I find that we are very – there's so many things that we're so passionate about as a company. Um, but I guess kind of like our core is that we are here – to, and we always say, revolutionize 
this industry. Like, we are here to completely disrupt this archaic industry that menstruators have been, you know, using a handful of products that really underserve them. And I, we're here, we're just fed up. That's enough. We want, we want better products. We want more variety. Um, so it's definitely, that's like kind of like our, our key thing is to just like be disruptive, be, um, you know, just when, when faced with opposition, stand up and just push forward. So that's definitely, um, kind of like the key thing with Rebel Girl. I mean, it's, it is revel because it's a revolution. Um, that in itself is our, our main thing, but we are also intersectional feminists. We really push for looking at minorities and, and how can we build and how can we help other groups and especially, you know, um, being a, a white woman. Um, I think it's incredibly important to identify that as a company, we stand for so much more. We are um, constantly, women. yeah, yeah, and 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 we try to actually just say menstruators because we are actually really pushing for um, a community where everyone's accepted, um, everyone's heard, and everyone can learn from us. So it's um, well, trans men menstruate. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they do. The exactly. They yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's and it's. And we can be there for those trans men. And we are, often say we are a very, like, femme-designed um, company. Like, you'll see our styles are very feminine and all that stuff. And, and we're still uh, young, so but we have heard from our customers and we are listening. And we are actually going to be coming out with a, like, a gender non-conforming style. Excellent. And that's the direction oh, that's that we want to, you know, because we want to be a community that really embraces anyone that menstruates. And that's mm-hmm. really important to us. That's part of the disruption there, that's right there. That's part of the disruption. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is that is what we're creating is a community. And as a community, we're going to disrupt. Mm-hmm. So I assume you've always been a disruptor. I have. <laughs> what's tell- the, what's yeah. the earliest disruption you remember? In, um, in your life? Oh, it's funny. I I was like a secret disruptor. So I, on the outside, I'm kind <laughs> of cute, cute and, and whatnot. And I like to wear little cute floral dresses. And But uh, I've just always thought differently, I think, than, than a lot of people. I'm from Iceland where women tend to be disruptors. So we are very – it's a feminist country. We tend to be – quite outspoken and stuff but um just from a young age I was just like no that's I don't agree and I remember being eight years old and having pretty heated discussions about LGBT and and Q and all that stuff you know at eight uh within the family being because I do come from a fairly religious family and I always had very different views so it was an interesting childhood in that sense that I did I did sometimes you know disrupt a little bit but yeah definitely it's disrupting also to come and live in another culture yeah, yeah it is I how mean, old were you when you came I to was, Canada I was five the first time I moved here so I adapted pretty quickly I mean five I At just kind of wanted to do. play with anyone everyone and and so it, it wasn't too hard I was pretty lucky in that sense that I got to move here young um, but that also meant that I left what I knew as normal and 
I was kind of like the weird kid sometimes because my normal was not everyone else's normal. Um, so, but I still, you know, for me, Iceland is home, and that was my my kind of thing I was always grounded in is I, I'm Icelandic and, and that makes me different and I always kind of liked being different so and I still do so it definitely yeah did you speak English when you came here not when I moved here but uh, apparently I learned English within like a month or two so just playing with the kids because when you're five all you want to do is just play you just want to get to know people and but there's some yeah I definitely some interesting stories when I was first moving here and didn't know how to communicate with little kids but it's like your kid you just like play with toys and you learn so you said the first time you moved here when was the when was the second time i've had an on and off relationship with vancouver (laughs) (laughs) um i moved back to iceland when i was like a pre-teen early teens then i was shipped off to vancouver because i was being a little disruptive in iceland (laughs) Um, <laughs> and what a great place for you yeah, to be Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Vancouver was better able to handle yeah, the disruption, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah at, at that yeah. time, um, it was. <laughs> so I was, yeah, came here when, for like six months when I was 15, then moved back to Iceland, and then I settled back here six years ago when I was 20. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I want to dig a little deeper mm-hmm. into the Icelandic cultural mm-hmm. background and because I don't have much familiarity with it, mm-hmm. but I've been paying attention yes. because there are so many ways in which Iceland is leading mm-hmm. the, yeah. the world yeah. in a lot of different aspects. And there yeah. really is this independent and leadership, uh, not necessarily trying to be leadership mm-hmm. in, in a leadership role, but they are taking the lead in yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. issues. What contrasts or comparisons would you say exist between say Canadian moors mm-hmm. and Icelandic moors and mm-hmm. what do you have to say around that um you know and and this this is something that I actually kind of I guess struggle with as an immigrant is I kind of got a little bit of both worlds so sometimes like I can identify what part of me is more Icelandic what part of me is maybe more Canadian and stuff like that but I think what Iceland is so different than Canada is people just speak their mind (laughs) they are just totally free there isn't this sense of um I mean there there is a sense of obviously you know, respect your elders and that stuff. But there's still, as a, as a teen, um, I remember being very free to pretty much test the limits, push the boundaries. And I find that that culture is very different here, especially in the kind of teen realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're really struggling to figure out who you are. And, and that's t- anywhere. But um, I just remember, and that was part of who I was, was I was pushing a lot of boundaries as a teenager but so was everyone else around me I was not Mm -hmm. different in that sense and being weird is better (laughs) than being cool in Iceland (laughs) like it is I went to a school where you wanted to be the weirdest person (laughs) so it was it was just such a different place to grow up that you know free the nipple movement was the biggest thing going on this was slightly <laughs> after i was done school there but you know i i knew some people there and i would see photos just people walking around topless which is awesome but you know you wouldn't see that in a high school here you no. just wouldn't you know <laughs> um 
and that in that sense is just people in Iceland just feel strongly about whatever it is that they feel strongly about and for the most part it's liberal side of things um, and they just push for it nobody's you know nobody's gonna stop you that's how you feel at mm-hmm. least nobody's gonna stop you that's awesome yeah. that's a great background to come yeah. from and I, and I can that, see I why that's why exactly that but yeah. I was just thinking that in a in a in a uh, geographic location like mm-hmm. Iceland you've got the like super boundaries restrictions mm-hmm. of being an island yeah. and uh, of the climate yeah, well, yes. So in a <laughs> way, that, that that doesn't have to come in a different way, right? Then you yeah. can be free within that. Yes, yes exactly. I, I have no idea. If yeah, that no, and it, it is. I much, mean, I think everything affects it in the sense you're also what happens with such a small community and culture is things trend really quickly. So something bell bottom jeans or whatever low rise jeans. Everyone is wearing it, and anybody who has a sense of wanting to not, you know, be a, a sheep to the herd is doing something different. And then it's like... And there's you, an immediate response. And then there's and an immediate response. You see around. someone else doing something different, you're like, hey, you know what? Actually, I want to do something different. I don't want to be like the rest of them. And then you get a 50-50 split of some people, you know, following one way, and then other people just doing their own thing. Amazing. So. Mm-hmm. For those of you just joining us, we're talking to Sarah Jonstotter, founder of Revol Girl, period proof panties. And we're we're all over the map here talking about all kinds <laughs> of all influences kinds of <laughs> on on uh, revolutionizing the world, yes, really. And yeah. revolutionizing thought and behavior and yeah. and in order to revolutionize something you've got to be able to experiment. And you it really sounds do. like yeah. that Iceland really is that kind of experimental mm-hmm. Um, oh, totally. environment is yeah. conducive to experimenting mm-hmm. and a smaller a smaller population i mean oh, i think it's tiny. it's easier to experiment with things it in is. a country that has a smaller population yeah. than something that's a behemoth like you'll know right away you know. if something is going to work or not mm-hmm. like it it really anything spreads like wildfire there yeah. so but also a, a, a there's there's a lot of support for women Oh, uh, that incredible So how did support. that affect you w- when you were growing up? Because yeah. you're a, a woman experimenting mm-hmm. in business right now, yeah. which brings with it its own challenges yeah. in whatever yeah. environment. I, I've thought about this often, and I think in, in a sense this is sort of my privilege, um, a, you know, just being from Iceland, is I never thought, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I never thought that because I was a woman that I, you know, couldn't start you my couldn't own be company. Prime Minister I just, or whatever. I just, you yeah. know, leaned on myself to figure yeah. out how to do it. And I think that is very mm-hmm. Icelandic of me. I just never doubted my abilities. Um, and that is kind of because when you're in Iceland, you see a lot of powerful, strong women doing lots of very cool things and the artist culture is huge there so there's just a constant stream of inspiration Mm. and and you just kind of remove the whole doubt part completely yeah Yeah. we've had just a handful of guests out of all the like i think approaching 200 now (laughs) yeah Yeah. that have said something similar not coming from an icelandic culture and and really kind of 
uh, not due to their own home cultural va- mm-hmm. um, uh, immersion, but based on maybe their f- their family yeah, created that, that yeah. safe space mm-hmm. for them. But for all of the people who've said that, they've been incredibly powerful, fast, and young, yeah. and mm-hmm. built something big. Yeah. And I'm speaking of women yeah. sitting in that chair mm-hmm. rather than men, because it's such a contrast. And yeah. I, I, it makes me so happy to yeah. hear that. I know mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. grow up with that sense mm-hmm. of uh, self or confidence. Yeah. Never mind, um, self or even just in terms of. It, according to my gender, like yeah. what was yeah. available to me, right? Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. role stuff that's role still, stuff, yeah. we're still working on breaking down, yeah. right? This is another thing. I'm working on disrupting that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I, I think like, I mean, I also, aside from just me never really thinking about my gender as something that would stop me um, being from Iceland, but my mom actually played a huge part in never allowing me to say a bad thing about myself. Nice. Which I, you know, as an adult, I really recognize as being something that kind of built this like, oh, yeah, no, I can do it. Yeah, 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 totally. I can do it. Because there just wasn't a time where I was, you know, being down on myself almost because she wouldn't let me. And so I kind of grew up just being like, okay, yeah, no, okay, sure, I can do this. Totally. I oh, I want so much more of this yeah. for the world and I for know, our youth, right? We're Just creating yeah, a culture of it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's, it's so exciting. Now, so we're – you're not in the Icelandic culture now mm-hmm. and, um, and creating all of this. And, and it was a, a choice, obviously, mm-hmm. to create it here as opposed yeah. to creating it in Iceland. Yes. Do you sell your products in Iceland as well? Um, you know what? I haven't really – pushed it yeah I because I've been so busy building it here I've actually only really gone home for Christmas and stuff like that and when I go home I just want to be home and I'm like you mm. know my sister still lives time. there and I I just yeah it's not not hasn't been work time but um it is our plan to really push it in the future because I know it's something that people would really love there uh we just ha- I just haven't put that energy into it yet mm-hmm. but planning on it so where do you get your support from because, I mean, aside from being a woman in this world of creating mm-hmm. your own business, yeah. creating your own business is a full-on job. We were, yes. um, I always think about how it, your personal life and your, and your work life sort of for the, for the time that you're in startup mode, one. it all becomes one. They right? are one. So, so how do you get the support that you need? Mm-hmm. How do you build that into your life? Um, I think I'm incredibly lucky in the sense that I have – um, just a team of people that are amazing in my life. I'll talk, to, I'll talk about them in a second. But my partner, who is also my business partner, is just the person I know I can always lean on. He is incredibly intelligent. He has a little bit more of, like, the big dreamer kind of side of things. Like, he will set huge goals for us that I don't know that I would – because it's when it's your baby, you're so just like, oh, my gosh. Baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. I'm like, you know. And protect what I've done already. Yeah, protect what I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to – you know, I don't want to <laughs> take too big of a step and fall. And he's just like, no, we're doing this thing. And, and the funny thing is we're actually really good because – I know how to execute. Once I know what the plan is, I know how to execute it and get it there um, because I'm really good at those things. And, and it's not that I'm a bad dreamer. I just – sometimes when it's so close to to your heart, it's a little bit hard to see it in such a bigger scale and – 
Sounds like he's kind of increasing your audacity. You have a natural audacity. And he like maximizes that by inviting you to even bigger steps. Blowing it up. Yeah. So, and it's really cool. Like we, in September, we were maybe about, I want to say, you know, uh, two thirds of our way towards our yearly goal. And I was just like, there's no way we're going to finish this year and actually hit our goal. And he's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yes, we are. He's just always like, we can do this. And then we surpassed it. (laughs) So it's, we're, we're an amazing team together. And I honestly couldn't, I could, I could do it without him, but I do it so much better with Mm, him. so. So good. Yeah. We've got a couple of songs from you here today. Um, which one would you like to listen to first? Let's go for Bikini Kill, okay. Rebel Girl. All right. And why have you picked the song? Would you like to tell us before or after? Um, let's, I'll kind of give you a little bit before so you can kind of listen to the lyrics a little bit. Um, so this was actually kind of the, the catalyst for what got me to figure out exactly the direction I wanted to go with the kind of design and oomph of Rebel Girl. And it's actually where we got our name, Rebel Girl. So um, you can hear in the song, she's singing about the revolution in her hips. And it just so it just fits so perfectly. And I was sitting there and I was, I was watching this documentary about um, Kathleen Hanna and, and Bikini Kill. And I was like, God, they're so cool. And like, <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. And then I heard the song, and I'd heard it many times before, but it really just suddenly hit me. I was like, whoa, this is this is the power I want in in the company. And I literally sat there, and I wrote Rebel Girl, Revolution, and then I just crossed out and wrote Rebel Girl. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, done. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> the name of the company. It arrived. Yeah. It arrived. Beautiful. Okay, so we'll take a listen to... Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill, and we will rejoin Sarah John Stutter in the studio in just a few minutes.
know what to do when flu season hits. Get regular sleep. Get your shot. Try to manage your stress. Wash your hands regularly. Cover your nose and mouth. Avoid crowds. What if you had to be that vigilant all year round? That's what life is like for those with primary immunodeficiency. People with PI are more susceptible to infections and health problems that lead to serious and debilitating diseases. Early diagnosis and proper medical care are critical. Go to immunodeficiency.ca to find out more. Up here on Burnaby Mountain, welcome back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. And our guest today is Sarah Johnstotter, founder of Rebel Girls Period Proof Panties. We just listened to, and now I just uh, clicked off of it. it. It was Bikini Kill and Rebel Girl, and that helped to inspire prior the oh I forgot to turn your microphone on my apologies there (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that helped to inspire your name for your business which I can see it's still inspiring for you yes it is super cool it's one of those songs that I'll turn to when I'm kind of needing like a little bit of a kick like okay this is why we're doing this and you know I'm we I'm not saying like you know everything that that group or anything it's just like it's that song that kind of it hits, sits, the, sweet it hits spot. the sweet spot, and I'm like, yes, like we are here to make a revolution. So I have a question for you because yeah. it's really clear what mm-hmm. you're creating with your business, and it mm-hmm. and you got a, a full team effort, as you mm-hmm. said, yeah. and and so there's this cohesive whole there that's creating something awesome. Mm-hmm. What is this doing for you? Oh my gosh, it does everything. I okay. Here's the funny thing: is I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I you know, had already lined up full-time work when I was done school. I was, for me, I was probably going to end up, you know, at Lululemon or something like that, but nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I always, and I was thinking about it today, I always, I think back, I'm like, I was actually always working for small businesses because I love to stay busy. I love to have, you know, lots of tasks and stuff like that. Um but as Rebel Girl grows, I'm seeing that my actual like burning desire is to be a really good leader and a really um, to create a company where people come and work and they love it. Like they want to work for Rebel Girl, and, and that's kind of like my the thing that I I feed off on. I'm like I want to create this amazing environment where people you know, get to experiment and get to, you know, speak loud and proud. And and uh, I really think we are on our way of doing that. We have an amazing team. I'm incredibly lucky. Like, I just want to say we would never be able to be where we are, do what we do without our team. So we have uh, three paid staff right now. We have an intern that just started, and then it's me and my partner, Mayo. And so there's six of us and an occasional worker who is my niece. And so it's just, I feel like we're always growing. And it's, it's just so cool to learn about myself that I actually really want to be a boss like I want <laughs> I want to be hashtag girl boss like <laughs> I, that is what I want to be and and not so much I mean I love design and I love I obviously want to be doing something that is creating a product which we do um, but I just want to be the best kind of boss that I can be so I am like on top of all leadership podcasts and I am just like constantly trying to learn every day like how to be a better leader and 
and that again my partner is also really good at he's he's really good at identifying like okay what do we need to you know allow each individual in our team to really take responsibility of so that they can grow in their role and his uh his kind of our his quote which he's really pushed me to push is um enable or sorry empower enable release so that's what we try to do with our team so we empower them you know we give them the responsibility we enable them with giving them the tools and everything that they need to do it and then release so they can fully take on the responsibility and grow as leaders within our company so it's a really interesting thing to learn that you really want to be a boss I that's my dream now. But there's so many aspects to this, right? Mm-hmm. There's the there's the the strategy of it, yeah. the in, the invention of it, first of all, and then the strategy yeah. of it, but also it's a manufacturing concern, yeah. right? And then you've got distribution, yeah. and you've got marketing and all of that. Yeah. Um, is it, Are you st- making the product here in Canada? Yes. We actually make it all ourselves, so we don't outsource the manufacturing. We have two sewers right now. They are amazing i still do quite a bit of the sewing on elastics and stuff like that but i they have taken on a huge amount of responsibility um we do all the cutting we all the fabric is stored in our tiny little studio that we all work out of um and we plan to actually keep it that way so i come from a manufacturing background as well so i worked in a in a clothing factory for two years and i learned a lot from doing that and i am really excited about growing our manufacturing side so i want to make a really quick observation while you're Mm -hmm. speaking about leadership one of the things that popped into my mind was Mm -hmm. what i hear from what you're saying you're you're not necessarily using this language but meta level what i'm seeing is that you grasp the influence that your position of power has Mm -hmm. and there are many people who become accidental bosses when they're doing the thing that they love where they don't really get um, how much influence they're having and therefore they're not Mm -hmm. leveraging it either for good Mm -hmm. or they're accidentally you know not necessarily failing but they're not not maximizing Mm -hmm. it and there's kind of this you know, eh, yeah. experience with the people underneath it. Yeah. And I just want to say that is so cool. Yeah. It makes me so happy <laughs> to hear awesome. someone who, again, you're not necessarily saying, you know, here I have, you know, this power and I'm using this power because you're yeah. just, you're in the mm-hmm. humble mindset of, you know, I, this is my leadership role, yeah. which is super empowering for mm-hmm. you because it'll keep you in a better space yes. with your employees yeah. alongside them yeah. rather than mm-hmm. kind of top down or whatever. But, yeah. um, but that is so good yeah. to be like fully, Owning Embod- it. Yes, yeah. owning, embodying, actioning the power and influence mm-hmm. that you do have in that role. Yeah. It's super cool. And I think and that, that's actually a really good, great observation. And something that I heard today while listening to one of my leadership podcasts is, you know, some leaders build followers and some leaders build leaders. And that's the kind of leader I want to be. I want to help people get to the point where they feel like, you know, they stand really strong and tall in our company and they are leaders within our company. So I don't want to just be the head person, you know, dictating. As you grow the company, Mm -hmm. um, because you're in its nascent stages at the moment, as you grow the company, how are you envisioning that you can, uh, as you said, keep it small? And and still grow. So, what's yeah. your um, your dream 
for that? I think, um, I mean, we actually don't really plan on staying that small. We plan on being pretty big, but in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people will go manufacture, whether it's locally or overseas or whatnot. But um, another kind of passion of mine is actually building jobs, like creating careers and jobs for people. Um, So I want to create a business where we have a full-fledged manufacturing side of it um, because I, I love that side of it. I'm really interested in that side of it. Um, but then also grow, you know, all our design team, our patterning team, like that whole aspect of it. Um, I do see us being pretty big. I, I That's the one thing I can definitely say is that we may be, we, we've actually stopped calling ourselves a small business. We call ourselves a young business. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Because you know what? Yeah. We don't have a small mindset. We have mm-hmm. a very big mindset. We may be young. We're young, but we are, we're not small. So how up. do you keep mm-hmm. that, that collaboration and intimacy yeah. that you have when you're young yeah. and you're oh, all yeah. working out of a small space, yes. all six of you? Uh, no. um, how are you dreaming that mm. into uh, uh, onto a bigger stage, a bigger stage yeah. uh, maybe a worldwide stage yeah. um, in the future? Yeah, that's something that – so we just had our, our first staff meeting the other day, and, and that's something we talked about is we love the environment that we've created, and, and we don't know the answer right now, how to keep it, um, but – what we are going to try and do is just keep talking about it. Like, okay, we love what we're doing, and 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 it is very collaborative right now with all of our employees. That, you know, I also ask them for input. Like, how how do you guys want to see this company grow? So, on Monday when we had our our meeting, we had a big piece of paper and we were writing out big goals for you know the future, and then we were writing out goals for the year and and those kind of things. And they are all part of that. They are all. Just as much, you know, and I share everything that's going on with the company with them so that because it's really important to me that they don't feel like they're just there to do work and then leave. Like they are they are so vital to the company. Everyone that works with Revel Girl in any capacity is 100 percent so vital to the company. So and I think at least my goal is to try and keep everyone feeling that way, because Mm -hmm. I think that's a really big drive for people and that's something that I've lacked in other places I've worked and stuff like that but when you feel like you are you are part of making this company run so you know I said to them the other day like you guys are part of making this company run it is you're vital to that step and we can't we wouldn't be able to do it without them well this is part of the revolution isn't it to to be to know what it is that you want to keep mm-hmm. and achieve, but not know how to do it yet. Yeah. And to be using all of the people, including being inclusive of all mm-hmm. the people who are in on it now, yeah. to get it to where you'd all like it to be yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. W- you know, one of those pieces of being a revolutionary is is having the dream, but not necessarily knowing how you're yeah. going to get there. Exactly. That it's always a work in yeah. progress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and to just be okay with that. that yeah, right? just to, knowing that. And that's, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing two years ago. 
but you here gotta, we are. You start you know? somewhere. You didn't right? even exactly. know you wanted to be a leader. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. So one of your, or two of your show and tell things that you brought, I've got a couple of pictures here that I'd love to tweet out, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if anybody wants to follow along, I'm snapping up some little quotes that mm-hmm. uh, Sarah's saying or sending out some links. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at EssentialConv. That's spelled Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. So I've got a couple of pictures here. One is of the books. Yes, yes. And then the other one, I think, is the planner. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so so the, tell us why you brought those. Yes. Yeah. So that's another thing is obviously becoming a boss. I really had to learn, okay, how do I organize myself? And I'm not even saying I'm still super unorganized sometimes when my employees are helping me organize me very often. Um, but what I actually lean on a lot is my day planner. And I heard, you know, in all, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, I hear this a lot, you know, day planner or whatever, however they keep it in their phone. Um, but I'm a very tactile person, so I like to write it down. Um, but I have, an, you know, just to throw it out there, I use Passion Planner. And it is fantastic. I write all over it and every thought I have and everything I need to do, I put it down because when you are an entrepreneur, there are one million things going through your mind at all times. And if I don't write it down, I don't remember. Um, So it's something that I've discovered to be incredibly helpful for me. and, And I never really thought it would be. It's not something I, you know, thought I would need. And then and then I discovered and I'm like... Oh, it's just life changing. So you learn these n- new things about yourself when you become an entrepreneur, and things that you never really thought you would have to rely on. So I, I don't go anywhere without, without my day planner. And it's a history <laughs> of the business, right? Yes, yeah. So I actually keep them. So mm-hmm. I'll write, you know, dates in there that historical dates um, of things that happened or, you know, the first when we first hit a thousand followers or stuff like that. And um, and I keep, you know, I have like three years worth now of just, you know, and I like to flip back because I'll see meetings I had or notes I took or all kinds of stuff. So it's actually really interesting. You're creating a history. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I, uh, I hope to do. And we've got one more song for today. So this one is Biff Naked's I Love Myself Today. Why did you pick this one? So this one's actually more of a personal one for me. So kind of like I said before, like I never really doubt myself too much. But then as an adult, there have been times where I've had a little bit of a harder time. And I feel like this song has pulled me out of so many negative kind of head spaces just because it's like you know what I love myself more than this negative situation Mm. I'm in and literally this song has pulled me out of situations where I'm like I need to make sure I love myself and so this this song just really gets me Mm. kind of you know another one that just hits me I just it definitely sounds like a nice gift for our listeners yes, today, it's too. Good. <laughs> All right, a gift to you, our listeners. All right, this is Biff Naked's I Love Myself Today, and we will rejoin Sarah in the studio in just a few minutes. Chomp, we have a free fall like space jump, burning up in the atmosphere. 
We just listened to Biff Naked's "I Love Myself Today," which was it, which is a song that reminds Sarah. Yeah, it reminds me to, to be strong. Yeah, yeah. and just love yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's also an element there that we don't often remember, which is when we choose what is good for us, mm-hmm. especially when we are in that leadership yeah. role, we tend to actually be choosing what is good for, well, for our team as well. If yeah. we do have a general outlook yes, of yeah. what's good for the mm-hmm. whole, right? Yeah, and some because sometimes we can sacrifice ourselves for the good of others, and it Definitely. doesn't end up actually yeah. working well no, in the long run. No, and I, I have learned that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'd love to invite you to tell us more. We haven't actually talked too much about your fantastic product. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about your design right. and all of that. Yes. Okay, so, um, I mean, we offer an array of styles. So we really like to cater to all types of, you know, people who want high-waisted or low-rise. Shapes and, and sizes. Different shapes and, and sizes yeah. and 
we just love we love designing, so we love to come out with new styles. And I think that's really something that sets us apart is we have a lot of fun with our styles. They're sexy, um, but they are also very protective. So they we have different levels of protection. Um, our heavy protection is actually you know heavy. You can wear it on your heavy day on its own. I usually, you know, caution if you have a very heavy flow uh, to use it as a backup, but myself and many other people have just wear underwear. So I, for me, I only wear underwear and it's very liberating and comfortable <laughs> and, and amazing and, um, and protective. You don't, you don't leak. Uh, you can wear it all day. Uh, the inner liner is antimicrobial, so it doesn't stink mm-hmm. and all those things. And it's absorbent and leak-proof. And, I mean, you can check out the website and really see all the details of it. But it's it's really great. And, and instead of – even if you use it as a backup, even though we do recommend trying, just tr- test it out as, you know, using it on its own, you will – reduce whatever you use you will reduce it substantially so even if you're using a menstrual cup which is great those last couple days where you don't really need to be wearing it or when you know you're getting your period you don't you know you don't need to be wearing a menstrual cup during those days and having the underwear as a backup is phenomenal and i noticed that on the website it says good for heavy flow, good for lighter flow. Yeah. So you so you can tell yeah, when you're so looking exactly. at the item mm-hmm. online. Yeah. So do people buy it online? Yeah, that's actually probably our main source. So when we mm-hmm. do markets, like when you met me at Make It, um, mm-hmm. those are amazing. We love markets. We'll blow through our stock, uh, which we did at Make It. We completely sold out. Um, but online is Amazing. We we just shipped to Serbia the other day for cool. the first time, which is just crazy. I don't even know how someone in Serbia found us, but love it. Um, so we are global. We ship everywhere. Um, and, yeah, it's just – it's it's a very – I mean, online is, like, the best place to be because you can reach so many people. And you just got to kind of get it. And this is light and flat to ship, too. It is. Yes, it right? is, actually. It's quite easy so you to don't ship. have these huge shipping costs. No, no. Exactly. Now, I noticed in the picture that we took of um, – we had your current um, – brochure of a catalog yes. of all the things oh, you yes, offer. Yes, yes. And then you also had another picture of what it all looked like yes. when you first started. Yes. So that is actually from when I was in school and, and I didn't actually have a product. I just had an idea. And so I'd drawn it up on the computer. And it's funny because because it was just for like school use, I just found a photo of a woman online through social media and she's butt naked. And I just drew underwear on her and it was really cute and it was it was quite you know like different everyone was drawing their you know their mannequins or whatever and and so and she's very powerful and beautiful and amazing and um funnily enough I actually followed her on Instagram and then a couple months ago we connected and I was like you know what hey like I actually used your naked photos back when I was in school and she was blown away and so I actually ended oh, up sending neat. her product and she loves them so I've you know we've developed this kind of funny relationship what a great over. Full circle <laughs> yeah it's really funny so it, it was very cool 
So she helped you, and now you can help her. Yes, I love yes, that. Yes, yes, she, love she's it. amazing. That's yeah. Serenity Heart. She's she's absolutely amazing. You can find her on Instagram. One of the things that I noticed coming up to your booth when you were at Make It is mm-hmm. that you have you do have larger sizes. Yeah, and and. Uh, different shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that you don't. As you said earlier, you don't always see that. It's mm-hmm. very honoring of the fact that women come yes. in all, not yes. just different sizes, but different shapes. Shapes. Yeah, and that's something that we absolutely want to recognize and want people to know that we recognize. We actually just changed our sizing to go up to five XL and down to double extra small. Uh, back in December, early January, um, we'd always, you know, done custom sizing, but we don't think it needs to be custom. We want everyone to feel included. And so that's whether it's, you know, race, size, age, anything, everybody, you know, we want everyone to try out our underwear and we love everyone. Well, I remember you saying to me, and if there's something you want and you don't see it there, mm-hmm. talk to us. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that we do a little bit different is we really are building a community of, hey, if you need, you know, if something special about you, you know, you need something different, just email us and we'll see if we can help out. And most of the time we can. So I had someone who has a kind of like a sensory issue you know she just like is you know sensitive to some elastics and stuff like that so i just custom made her it was it's not hard for us to do those kind of things because we are made to order so i just custom made it with a different elastic that doesn't irritate her as much amazing it's super super easy for us because that's our model our Mm -hmm. model is to be we're not always going to be made to order we're made to order right now it's only a two-week turnaround um but our you know we are going to build stock and that's what we're actually doing right now but we are always going to be customizable mm-hmm. because we plan on manufacturing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that small percentage of people who want to customize it, it's going to be, you know, three three day turnaround or whatever. And they're talking to the designer. Yes, yeah, and that's I, your market think, research exactly. built right in. Right? And it's and it's so interesting for us to we get a lot of customer engagement, which I think is amazing. It helps me learn so much about what people want. To see in our product um and something that we have on our contact us page is like if you just want to talk you can also just email us like we are or dm us or comment whatever mm-hmm. we are so open to just you know if anybody needs anyone sweet timing because <laughs> i'd love you to tell people how to get in touch with you yeah. Perfect. And we'll tweet these things out. But anybody who's listening right now wants to tuck it away in yeah. their phone or whatever yeah. for the future. Um, so you can find us at Rebel Girl on Facebook and Instagram. You can DM us, follow us, do all that stuff. If you want to find our website, we're rebelgirl.com. Pretty much everything is just Rebel Girl. Um, if you want to email us, it's just info at Rebel Girl. And that goes literally directly to my phone i'm the one that answers those emails and i plan to um, for as long as i possibly can and and that's another thing is our customer service is top priority we want to hear from you if you have any issues we want to hear from you if you just want to talk about your period because a lot of the time that's another thing is there's a weird taboo around menstruation and if you just want to know what does it mean if I'm clotting a lot? Or what does it mean if I'm bleeding really heavily 
you know, you know, anything like that. So we're happy to be there. I love how it yep. opens up the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just making it more normalized. Yes. I mean, yep. it's already normal for yes. all of us, but we don't normal, talk we about don't talk it. About it. Yes. So, and that's something that I um, really want to grow myself is just becoming an expert. Mm-hmm. And so I can be there for anybody that needs any you know, any information. So, so. awesome. Thank you so much for joining Thank us you. today. It's been absolutely delightful to get to know your so background. <laughs> I know, right? It's just, boom. Yeah. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how Revel Girl grows Thank and you how so you grow along with me. it. Thank and year you. three, because I know now going into We're year going three, into yeah. year three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Luca, is there anything that's coming up that you want to let people know about? Uh, yeah, this is the last week to register for my power circles, which is me coaching people around taking their intuition to work. Um, so that's all on my website, and the information's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally crafting the Indiegogo campaign for, I've now got a name for this co-housing project that I've been intending for a long time oh, now. It's now going to be called, you haven't even heard this yet, Luca, it's called Bloom House. Ooh. Woo! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, keep your eyes out for when I complete that, and then I'll be sharing that everywhere. So, um, yes. And until next time. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalleck's.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. Happy, 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 happ